All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live nonstop Leafs talk starts now. What's good? It's the Tuesday edition here of Leafs Morning Take. Excuse me, Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill breaking down yet another loss, a disappointing loss at, at that for the Toronto Maple Leafs. 3-1 against the Vegas Golden Knights, a late, late Monday night. Chandler Stevenson, the winner. Um, again, if you want to stay interactive on YouTube, your thoughts, your concerns, your questions on the season through seven games, fire away. We'll get to that later on in the show. Remember to subscribe, smash that like button, leave us a review. Visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest happening in Toronto Maple Leafs land. And also coming up in 10 minutes, your former teammate, Colby Armstrong. Um, after what happened on the text chain last night, I could only imagine how this interview is going to go, Rosie. What's going on with you, buddy? <laughs> oh, yeah. Arm dog's always a beauty. Everybody knows that. But uh, not much going on with me. How are you Easterners feeling after a, uh, a late night watching that team? Feeling good, feeling great. Uh, as you know, I'm always late, uh, up late, excuse me, watching hockey. So it, it, it doesn't differ for me. But having watched that game, I was just disappointed that I was zoning on that one and not like Vancouver and Carolina, the Canucks lose again. Where do you want to start with this game before we get over the boards here? Just your initial thoughts on a uh, disappointing loss. Let, let, let's not sugarcoat it, right? Yeah, just frustrating, man. Like I didn't, I haven't trouble to pull any redeeming qualities out of that game. Um, you'd think after that big game in, in Winnipeg, they'd, they'd kind of try to follow the same template. And my God, this team is, is very good at, at throwing completely different looks, 
from day to day. And I think that's kind of always been their kryptonite. And yeah, frustrating. They didn't have a goddamn thing. And like, what a game to to build off to to get on this road trip and get rocking. I'm I mean, I'm sure they would have stayed overnight and been able to just rip it up in Vegas and great vibes for a, a you know half a week of practice before going down to California and just nothing, man. Total frustrating. It was really, really frustrating. I thought they put a couple of great shifts together in the first period. And after that, it was just like, nah, we're check, please. We're out of here. Let's head off to San Jose for our game on Thursday. All right, let's get over the boards right now. Let's do it. So as mentioned, a 3-1 loss to the Vegas Golden Knights on Monday night. The Maple Leafs now 4-3-0 on the season, 1-1-0 on this five-game road trip. Your guy, Ilya Samsonov, was excellent. I think that's the one bright spot we can take from this game. I could only wonder what the, where this Maple Leafs team would be without this guy. Like, imagine this went south. Imagine post-Matt Murray injury, Samsonov was letting every shot in. I don't know what the conversation would look like on this show right now, Rosie. Yeah, it wouldn't be pretty. There's, there's no doubt that he's kind of the only beacon of, of light after that game. I'm not saying the whole season. There's... there's uh there's good things going on in this team, but like, why are they so scared to commit to an identity? You know, like that game in, in Winnipeg, the things that they did and the effort that they gave, they gave and and the waves that they brought on that team over and over again, they just overwhelmed them with effort and energy and intensity. And then they show up and it's like, it's like they didn't even know they were playing. They're looking around like they're getting peppered that first 10 minutes of the game. It's like, oh, man, we're playing right now, and holy, we're getting shelled. We're supposed to be down in there and taking shots on them. Oh, geez, I didn't know we dropped the puck. It was like, what are you guys doing? Like, they must have been shit-faced. They must have gone out the night before in Vegas. The Vegas flu they may have had. I don't know. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. But that that effort was brutal. And you just top to bottom, you just look at everyone and what they were bringing um, you could try to turn it around with different types of bump up shifts and just no one had anything. I saw a thing on Twitter, Pierre Engvall just just swooping embarrassingly, like finish your finish a hit, man. Like do he must be he must be mad that he's as big as he is because people expect him to play physical because he has no friggin' interest in playing physical at all. And you think a guy that sat in the press box and got a bit of a wake up call would be chomping at the bit to go out there and, and raise some hell and my god, it would like the polar opposite, man. Absolutely no juice. It's like they could have used those IVs. You know, they sell the IVs on the strip in Vegas. It's like mm -hmm. you should have had a team IV set up like three hours before the game because there's not much juice. Again, there was a couple of strong shifts in the first period. I thought Matthews was humming along. Uh, it seemed like he was going to set the shot record on the night. And then after that, it, it was just crickets. It really, really was disappointing because I think the Leafs are well positioned to win that game. Uh, the front end of a uh, you know back to back for for San Jose Aiden Hills re returning to San Jose on Tuesday like there was every reason why Toronto should have went in there found a way to win the game and move on to San Jose as mentioned on Thursday but it just wasn't the case uh, Mitch Marner played a team high twenty six forty five we we saw him take a spin late on the back end here we go Rosie yeah it's funny man after a couple of games I'm like for a guy that's supposed to play actual play on defense he's uh hasn't been playing a lot of defense this year but um it's almost like uh when he's back there i think he's kind of got his pp mode going and he's kind of just focused yeah. on getting a goal and um you know usually at that point in the game the ice is kind of tilted towards the opposing players net just because you're peppering them and they kind of go into d shutdown mode and and try to protect their lead but you know it's uh it's interesting to see him back there but i just kind of look at it as a kind of a power play 
type of look when when he does that. I don't really think it's a, a big playing defense and boxing out and doing switches down low and and being all defensive in his own end. They usually just get that thing deep and try to use him up top to to get a goal in. But um, like you said, without without Sammy, he it could have been five one in a big hurry and been kind of an ugly blowout. But uh, you know it's their starts and they just don't, didn't seem ready to play. So I imagine there'll be uh, some meetings and some video shown this morning. What an incredible segue to topic number two, the bad starts. And you know I've been documenting these. So they scored the first goal in the first two games of the season ever since, Rosie. Five in a row. And if there's one mm -hmm. thing I remembered from the Mike Babcock era, it was start on time. And certainly this team has not. Maybe it's the Pacific time zone. Maybe they thought the game was in the East yesterday. Yeah, I know that's definitely a frustrating thing for coaches. Um, you know, you put in all your preparation, you take the time, like all the shit that goes into a game day, and then finally, like, we should be ready. Puck drops, and they're just heads are who knows where, right? It's definitely frustrating, and you'd think that, again, to go back to that Winnipeg game, they came off of that, like, let's establish an identity. Let's, like, that's what yeah. works for us. No, we're going to kind of half-ass it and, and kind of float some around and just hopefully just be that high-powered high, high powered offense and hopefully our studs will get us six goals tonight and we can win 6-4. Like, that's not going to cut it. It's that previous type of play that won you that big game that had all the momentum, that had everyone fired up about your team. It's that kind of stuff that you build an identity off of and that takes you to the playoffs and wins you series. It's not that shit from last night, man. There's, there's nothing there. You could pick that apart all day, especially a good team. So to come out and start a game like that, you immediately put yourself behind the eight ball. And like you say, they, they've been doing that all year and luckily pulling out some wins. But when you're letting in the first goal of every game, you're not going to give yourself very high percentages to win those games. And it shot them in the foot last night. All right. You're, you're right. It's like they played with hope instead of urgency, right? Like I really felt for the first time in the early season on Saturday, they played with urgency. They pushed the pace and never really let Winnipeg catch their breath in that game. And that's, uh, that's why I thought it was a gritty 4-1 victory against the Jets. And it was pretty much the opposite last night where Vegas was forcing play. And to your point about the starts, every period, right? I documented the numbers again. I think it was 5-0, 8-2, in terms of shots on goal to begin each period. And I don't know what was said, what was done between the second and third. I think they were sitting in a pretty decent position on the road, Rosie. 1-1 one, one game in Vegas, a tough barn to play in, and you come out just with nothing. No jam, no juice. Eichel had a strong shift. Uh, I think it was Brody who broke a, a stick early on. It leads to Stevenson's game winner 42 seconds into the third. I, I was just disappointed from that fact that Toronto was in a good position to win that game and had nothing left for the third period. Yeah, you're right. Going into the third there were we're thinking, hey, we haven't had a good start, but we might get away with it. Like Sammy's, you know, stood on his head. There was some shifts there where he was just getting peppered one after another. And, you know, you watch those D-men. I keep seeing number three just spinning around, spinning around, trying to figure out where the hell he's supposed to be. And meanwhile, they're just peppering uh, the Leafs net and they weather that and they get away with it. And, you know, there's tie game going to the third period. So you'd expect them to, you know, let's smarten up. We could steal this one. Um, good good teams find a way to win when they don't have their best stuff and and they just they just didn't do that and like you say you're expecting them to come out of that third and and just pour the coals to them and and they did the complete opposite they just stood back and said oh what's going to happen here and they just wait and hope and and wait and see what happens and you just got to empty it and 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 put the hammer down and you know bury yourself in their end and chase that puck and just want it more it's like i hate to say effort because that's what people yell on Twitter. Oh, they're not trying. Like, what do you mean they're not trying? Yeah. But 
but they're trying to score, but they're just not doing it in the right ways. They're just trying with hoping plays and hoping this seam pass works and hoping this might go in and hoping that I can toe drag this guy. And it's just, it's not the kind of stuff that just gets you those gritty wins that you need on the road when you're starting off without your best stuff. And they need to learn that, man, because those are important points and those are how you're going to grind out wins in the playoffs. I totally get it's 2022. So if you want to go out there, get shit faced, you're in Sin City, you're in Vegas. I know the recovery mode is a lot different these days than it was 20 years ago, where you just rip a dart after the game and you're ready to go. But play guilty at least, Rosie, right? Like, I don't care what you do behind the scenes, but play guilty. And I just didn't see any guilt level in their game uh, last night. Like, it was. It was slightly concerning, and as you mentioned last week, I'm just trying to temper sort of my gauge and my expectations. It is one of 82, but just the fact of when you watch games like that and know they could have easily won it but just couldn't bring it, it's worrisome for me. Yeah, like you said, that's the frustrating part, man. You didn't have your best stuff. Your goalie's keeping you in there. Why not go have it? Like, those are the wins that are like, they're not the ones you want all the time, but when you can get them and pull two points out or at least get yourself into overtime and, and you know, maybe grind a point out of it when you don't have your best stuff, like, those are always like, hey, at least, you know, and you can think of some positives to keep it in there. But when you just say, nah, fuck it, we don't have, we don't have our best stuff and it's just given away, it's like, you got to find ways to win those. So definitely frustrating. I know when, you, when you're not on the bench and you're not playing, you're not part of the team, it, it's definitely frustration because you're sitting there watching going, why aren't you doing this? But, um, you know, to get 20 guys collectively to, to do in the right things, it, it's a process, all right. So like you said, there is there is time, but, you know, you got to learn from this shit and you can't keep repeating it. And, and they've been kind of famous for doing that. So I hope they can find a way to actually nip that in the bud here. We're still waiting to connect with your old teammate, Colby Armstrong. Hopefully that happens momentarily. But I think Toronto dodged a major bullet last night. John Tavares leaving the game about midway through the third period, takes a Rasmus Sandin clapper off the knee. Uh, I, I think that's fortunate news because he's off to a really, really good start. Picked up another point in this game, just skating much better and really, really br bringing some pace and some juice to this lineup, something that may have been missing at points of times last season. So I was impressed with Tavares again. Uh, again, it was just hard to find positives in this game, but I think the fortunate news, it sounds like Tavares is going to be okay because initially the way he went went down, the way he came off, I'm like, well, his night's over, right? Well, it sure looked like that. Like for a guy that's played like 15 years professional hockey, you're a grown man. He's, you know, you know the difference between shattering your kneecap and, and having, you know, a deep bruise. And the way he acted there is you know when you're writhing around in pain like yeah, funky but... chicken it with your face on the ice I, I think he shattered his kneecap or like that puck <laughs> exploded his acl like something happened but he is messed up and then he gets two grown men to help him get down the tunnel and then five eight minutes later all good i'm back out there to skate like i'm teaching my adam yeah. team not to do that if you're not hurt get the hell off like you got to know the difference. Like when you're laying there, you're like, yeah, that hurts. I'm not saying that didn't hurt. I've taken clappers off, you know, all kinds of part, body parts that have absolutely no padding on it. It hurts like hell, but I just didn't really, I was kind of surprised to see him be totally fine. I'm sure he's going to have a big bruise and it's going to be sore this morning. But I mean, unless there is something wrong, I just, I wasn't sure why he's laying there doing the funky chicken as if, he might be severely hurt. I was I was worried, and then all of a sudden he's back, and I was like, okay, well, why didn't you, why didn't you get off the ice? But I I digress. I guess that's uh, kind of the old school in me. Get the hell off the ice if you're not really hurt. But it's good to see him well, come it's, back. It's tough. 
it's tough to battle with you because you you literally like took punches in the face for a career in the league for the most part. You had a couple goals, but you're known for 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 your 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 knuckles and throwing them right. And I, I just think you look at that injury specifically like it looked like a big time stinger. Anybody who's got a stinger out there, it hurts like crazy. And I want to defend him because I think John Tavares has been so great for this team. And I'm not usually there to defend him in terms of his play, but I think he's been excellent this year. And I understand what you're saying, but I think in the moment that could hurt like hell. So I was just happy to see him back, quite frankly. Austin Matthews, uh, five shots on goal in the game, one on 33 to start the season. Uh, he had a glorious, glorious opportunity there in the first period. I guess you give some credit to Logan Thompson, but for the first time in a long, long time, Matthews, I think, is really, really fighting it. Having said that, am I concerned? Hell no, Rosie, are you? Yeah, no, it's just it's just one of those things, you know, he doesn't have the greatest starts in the world. Like some guys are like that. Some guys just kind of ease into it and it's not like he's planning on doing that or that was his that was his that was his motive going into the season, but you know, you know a guy's snake bitten when he's that good and he's kind of getting that one big chance every game that just, you know, you, he fanned on one the other night. Um that chance yesterday, um, you know, usually he's burying those and when they're just not going in, it starts to build and it starts to build. And I mean, you can call it a slump and it kind of is for a guy like him. He's not used to not scoring for this long. Like you said, his shot percentage is like abysmal and you know, that's not yeah. like him. And no, I'm not freaking out about him. No, I'm not really worried, but every game that goes by, we're like, okay, anytime, anytime Austin. And I'm sure he's thinking the same thing. And you know, every, every game that comes along you're we are, we have been thinking this is going to be his, his time to get that monkey off his back. And, Again, I just think, you know, most likely it will happen again here uh, in San Jose. So not to worry, but it would be nice if he started rolling because he certainly can can help this team. If if he had his best stuff last night, you know, good chance he gets one and they get into overtime or, or win that game. And if he's not on, it's certainly harder to win games for that team. What was the response to my tweet yesterday when I said he had one goal on 33 shots? What was your response? Oh, I was like, that's my, that's like my kids, my six-year-old shooting percentage against me in the basement. Mini sticks, man. I'm a wall and he has trouble and gets pissed <laughs> off. I got my Aren't record. Like seven good, feet he, tall though. <laughs> yeah. We use these tiny little warrior nets too, but I'm not letting it in if I have to, because when he wins, he acts like a dick. So I don't know. He's not going to be on that shooting percentage for forever. What was his shooting percentage? I'm wondering last year when he was just scoring everything, it's probably miles away from what it is right now, obviously, but He's got the ability to turn it around uh, uh, right away. And, you know, I think he's the kind of guy who would turn it around in, in high fashion by getting a hat trick or something here soon. So, you know, that's all we can do is hope that he does that. He's got the ability. All right. Are you ready? We're uh, finally readily and steadily available for showtime here. Let's bring in a today's guest, a former Leaf, current media member with Sportsnet, covers the pens on TV and radio. Um, we have Colby Armstrong coming up uh, here in mere moments. I guess... Doesn't know what 11, 10 a.m. start for an interview is. I guess not. Eh? Holy arm dog. Did Melanie forgot to wake you up or what's going on? Do you <laughs> handle yourself with all your engagements like this? This is uh, this is East Coast League stuff, buddy. Oh, wow. Look, so we, we got his screen and just nothing. Oh, here he comes. Here he comes. <laughs> Between two ferns this there. This is incredible. Hey, uh, so, so, so Army, thanks for doing this. Uh, I just texted you, did you play for Mike Babcock? I couldn't remember. And the reason why I asked that, because the one thing he hammered home all the time was arrive on time, stay on time, be on time. 
And are you on time for this interview? Uh, we don't have your microphone just yet. Okay. We're going to try I to get you dialed in. <laughs> I think those Apple earphones that you got with your phone have a mic on and they're throwing everything off here, Brewster. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll get Colby off the screen. We'll try to get him back on here, Alex. I know it's difficult as I host this, trying to produce the show as well, but certainly... Uh, we're going to hope to connect here with Colby. If not, we'll try to do it another time. Obviously, we're a bit pressed for time here with about 15 minutes or so left in the show. But I think you look at Matthew specifically, he's going to find his groove here. Like, there, there's no doubt about it in my world. I think when you look at Matthews and the body of work, which he's presented the last couple of years, it's only a matter of time. And I think the positive I'll grab from last night was the fact that he was humming along offensively in terms of his shot, finding his shot, and the strength of his shot. Like, he wasn't laboring as much as he was, say, against Winnipeg in terms of the injury he sort of suffered back against Dallas last Thursday, right? Yeah, I don't think so. He looked better. He's just he's just a bit snake-bitten right now. It happens to guys, and, and the more high-profile of a player you are and the more talented you are and the more um, used to scoring you are, the more predominant that slump is. People are paying attention. People are asking why, and, you know, that team does rely on him to do that kind of thing, so obviously everyone's kind of waiting for him to get rocking and it's it's tough because you don't you certainly don't want to say anything to a guy like that he knows what's going on he knows he should be scoring and you just got to give him the time and space to do it and keep keep setting him up and and letting him do his thing because it's you know we're gonna we're probably gonna talk at Christmas time about remember when he couldn't buy a goal at the beginning of the season and and probably be laughing at that because he's gonna be you know put himself on fire and get right up to the the league lead again like he tends to do so not worried about him I'm more worried about some of the breakdowns defensively um, the turnovers the blocked shots aren't happening um, no one's hitting uh, it's just like you want to win a game guys you gotta establish that identity and they're just not doing that and they, when they show up and bad seems to get to worse one shift after another when you think they're gonna cut that shit off and have a big bump up shift and, and find their way and find a, a groove and it just doesn't happen and you know, I've mentioned Engvall and I've mentioned uh, Hall. It just seems like we're just seeing too much of them. It seems like Hall plays a lot in key situations, um, end of the period, bump up shifts, you know, some big time minutes that need to be solid. And in my mind, he's the least reliable defensive player on that decor. Yet I constantly see him out there spinning around trying to figure out where the hell he's supposed to go and what he's supposed to do with it. So that's a little frustrating with with the key key ice time that he gets in certain situations when I tend to think that he's, you know, more often than not making mistakes out there. So I'd like to see someone step up and kind of take those minutes and be able to do it. I, I've been a big fan of Geo this year. Like for 800 grand, you go out and you take $800,000 and you try to get someone for that. And we've got Mark Giordano for that. I mean, he's wasn't even that long. You can count on one hand how many years ago he won a Norris Trophy, thousand games, rock solid out there. He's he's in position. Is he going to win the Norris again? No. And that's everyone knocks him. Oh, he's his Norris days are behind him. Well, no shit. He makes eight hundred thousand dollars. Try to replace him. I dare you. You can't replace him for like double that. So. I don't like. I like to see him out there. He seems to be solid for me, and um, I know he's not the Norris-winning defenseman that he was a few years back. But we're paying him nothing to do a lot, and I think he's quite reliable back there. And um, I think he needs to, you know, lead the way with some of these guys who are a little bit less reliable so far. Hello, 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 hello. 
Oh, I believe we do finally have Colby Armstrong. I believe it's his first time trying to work some technology. What's going on, Colby? I'm used oh, to having I'm used to having people do this stuff for me. Okay. Rosie, you know what I'm <laughs> talking about? A cement head like yourself trying to manage a computer. Did Melly Poo come and plug in your uh, computer for you there, bud? <laughs> no, she's on a call right now. She's on a call. Left me completely hanging to figure this out on my own. It, it isn't ideal. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if my is my internet good enough. I have no clue. It's okay. Your media you're, career you're is live straight and... down the toilet after that performance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we uh, offered to have Army on on the show today to really rise your career up because again, you're one of the very first guests here on this show and. You shit the bed, man. We'll be quite honest about it. Uh, I, I talked about starting. I talked about starting on time. Um, the Maple Leafs. Uh, any yeah. concern, first and foremost, with Austin Matthews? One goal in seven games to start the season. Yeah, I think it's a little concerning. I think you'd obviously expect and want more. Sorry for being late. Yeah, starting on time is not great. Uh, but I, I. I don't know. I think the players like that, like I always go back to players like that. When I played with Ilya Kovalchuk, I used to ask him, I used to say, Hey buddy, like, do you ever get like panicked if you don't score for like three or four games? Like what, what do you, what's your like mental anxiety level at? Cause I was a complete lunatic and he's like, no man, I'll, I can get three goals next game. And I'm like, yeah, you could. That's actually true. What a, what a great way to live your life as a, as a hockey player, you know, instead of stressing all the time. So I think with him, and we've seen him going last year, what do you have, 50 goals in 50 games pretty much at the second half of the season? Like It's like it's it's a guy that can just get hot and absolutely light it up. So it's concerning, yeah, the start, because I think it's hurting them a bit, not having those guys be those guys. But at the same time, I think he's the kind of guy that can get hot and then remain hot and put up massive numbers. In general, uh, you, you look at this team, and Rosie, we'll get to a couple of your questions, don't doubt it, in, in a second, because you are former teammates, and we got some stories to, to share here on Leafs Morning Take. Oh, good God. But uh, <laughs> what's your scope of this Maple Leafs team so far this season? Like, what leads you to believe that it's going to be any different, the ending to this outcome and to this story? I don't know. What, what would it be? I mean, we're yeah. seeing the same plan. We're seeing the same plan shoveled out there again this year. And yeah, they have elite talent and good skill. And they keep trying to find like, you know, with the cap situation and other areas. And, you know, Nick Robertson's a cool story the other day. But it's like they keep trying to plug in place uh, depth, toughness, I guess. And, and um, you know, they play a certain style of, and brand of hockey as well that I don't think lends itself to those guys' games being necessarily... Um, easier to play uh and I, and I just think it's the same old model so you know what 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 are we going to see that's going to be different other than can they can they just get it done because that's they're sticking with it this is this is the idea of how they're going to play this is the makeup of their lineup um I heard Rosie when I was scrambling at my stuff talking about you know finishing checks and not hitting like that's not even in their wheelhouse to even be a team that plays that way so um yeah, I just think I, I think it's up to them if they can get over the hump. Like, are they, have they had good enough teams? Yeah, they have. They've had electric, awesome teams. But, yeah. you know, getting into the playoffs and, and facing some of these teams that are built differently and, and can withstand a seven-game series with the way they are has been a whole nother question. Well, Rosie, Army, so fire you, away, I, my man. You, 
you've played for that organization. You've played for quite a few different organizations, some really high market ones, some lower. So like you say, they've had the teams to build. They're the same old model. The same old shit happens all the time. Being as you've played there and, and had pressure on you, I mean, from the time we played there, say 12 years ago, it's, it's there's not a single person there that's that's the same that's the same type of clientele yeah. the dms have changed the coaches have changed the stars have changed the goalies have changed everyone's gone but for 20 some years they, they cannot win a playoff series the only thing that stays constant is that market <laughs> tell us what you thought about playing there and, and how much that plays into it and what that does to a team like psychologically well i've shared this on other on other interviews or podcasts or whatever i i, I always feel and I, rosie i'd be curious to see if you feel the same way just because you were there is I kind of feel like in the market, like the attention and like um, the feeling is, is just because type of thing because of the logo and because of the team and the popularity and um, whether it's media or just fandom. Um, I think those are kind of linked also, but uh, I kind of feel like when things are bad, it's, it's crazy. And then when things are good, uh, the general forces that be kind of can't wait for it to go bad. And you can feel that. I kind of feel like you can feel that. So it's a it's a totally different beast, I think, playing for the Leafs and in Toronto. And I always admired guys that, like, succeeded there, did so well there, or could handle it, or, you know, knew how to, you know, overcome harder times and, and deal in it, like, like, Look at look at Darcy Tucker as a Leaf, like for example, like he was a guy that played a certain brand of hockey, could play with good players, put up points, played a tough, robust game, and guy's a hard ass completely. But you know, he's a guy that like thrived in that market and in that energy, and 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 you know, I admire guys because it's it's not easy for sure, it's not easy. But I think the general thing is is like I could I you could always get a sense when we you know you and then it's just like oh, but you wait. You wait, these wheels are going to fall yeah. off. And when it does, and it's like they're just waiting for something to happen, whether it's the fans or the media. So it's like there's never – it's always it's always one extreme to the other extreme. Yeah. yeah, 100%. The highs are too high, the lows are too low. And I remember walking into that MasterCard Center for practice. It's now the Ford Center, I think. And you could just – it's, it was palpable. Either after a loss, you're walking on absolute eggshells like, oh, God. And then if you're winning <laughs> – you can just hear the little whispers like, well, this can't possibly last with the depth they have or well, this holy <laughs> thing out his ass or well, this isn't sustainable. And it's just, they're just waiting to tear you down. And it's like, you can't freaking win in that city because it's just so much different where the guys in Florida or Tampa just cruise in with their flip-flops, wheel around and loop and shoot and then go hit the fucking golf course. And it's, it's just nice <laughs> for them, right? It's a totally different beast. Yeah. And it's like looking at Goudreau, I think to a certain extent, right? He, he like out of nowhere goes to Columbus and it's, you're kind of going, eh, maybe he's got it all figured out. <laughs> I think I think that guy needed to be close to mommy, though. COVID hit him hard. He didn't see his mommy enough that year. So he's, uh, he needed yeah, but that's the joke. Columbus isn't even home for him. It's nowhere fucking close to where he Like, it's, I don't know. I never understood it's, it's that signing. It's a quicker flight, Nick. Uh, it's a quicker flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Army, you've been jock sniffing the last couple of years, certainly during COVID, yeah. hanging around with the dudes, the boys, Matthews, your boys now. You're in Vegas. You're in Sin City. Uh, how different are these guys from back in the day when you're riding Crosby's coattails in the NHL? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. This is true. Uh, look, look at the, the tail of tape here. Since Rosie. Yeah. Yeah. Rosie, I got I more can't believe, you, I, got more I can't believe you got more you. Pims than me. Playing as soft as you did. That's five and a half goals, by the way. 
Five and a half goals. I had one disallowed. You got to fix that, Alex. Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I go back to the players thing. It's, it's kind of cool yeah. since I moved over there was during COVID. So a lot of the stuff yeah. I did was like this. Um, so it is, it has been, you know, pretty awesome to be face to face now again and, and to be able to do, you know, the job actually correctly. I, I, I would say, I, I always say this in regards to like this kind of stuff is I have, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing, but I know exactly what I'm doing. That's the secret to my success. <laughs> Rosie probably has the same thing going. You might want to steal that one, Rosie, but, um, it's working it's for been you, interesting. Buddy. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. It's been interesting. It's been fun. It's been different. It's cool to be out of a studio and be face to face and and actually do some of these different things and um you know rubbing shoulders with the stars of the league now and being able to talk to them and um I think probably my favorite thing is like leading up to an interview just when they first come in and just shooting the, shooting the shit like regular dudes and talking before we sit down and and get it going and yeah you're right. Me and Austin are pretty tight. I think I'm going to grow a mustache now and get into get high nearing. fashion apparel. Yeah, like, I guess what, <laughs> what is what does Matthews like talk about? Like he walks in the room, is he like, "Oh, I was out last night. You should have seen what it was after." Like, is is that the way? Like, what what's he what's he breaking down? Well, no, the game's so, just so much in, different. In in, <laughs> uh, in in Vegas, it was he came in with his agent Judd, uh, and yeah. Judd is a guy I knew for a long time. Uh, he used to work with with Crosby, and then switched over now as a super agent of his own and a great guy. And, and so it was funny seeing those two walk in cause my connection for a long time, known Judd and not Matthews, not at all. So it was a good, like kind of in between with those two guys just striking up regular conversation, just about the season and health and um, Vegas, what, what's going on in Vegas. And um, yeah, just like regular small talk stuff, nothing crazy. Like, although yeah. <clears throat> I might have to hit his agent up for his number so we can stay connected. You know, that's, that's the, that's the move to do, right? I think. I just, just keep hitting I don't them even up, know. Like, hey, if... bud, how, what's going on? Hey, bud. Remember you me? You'd be that super fan guy. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> you'd be. I played a couple games for the Atlanta Thrashers. That's what your line would be. But like having been out with you, I don't think you're the first guy I'm calling to. Hey, I'm in Vegas. You want to go out with me? You're, you're tucked away by ten with milk and cookies. Oh, I love it now. I'm just a fat yeah. dad, just trying to grind away day to day, just Uber driving my kids around, like every every excursion and event, and you know, fake like I work hard at this job. What? <laughs> I'm giving away all the secrets. <laughs> Rose, you got one you more heard before it here we wrap <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> hey, Rovi, Rosie, you got another one? Yeah, not really, man. Just uh, just impressed that you had that career you had. I, I actually wonder, like, when you're interviewing these young stars and stuff like that, like, we were watching some some hits that you had here early in your career, and, I mean, that's yeah. old. So look at this. Bowango. Oh. That's that's just Brent Sutter. And still, you're so terrified to get benched that you're just killing guys, just implanting CTE to stay in the lineup, eh? Cablango. But uh, these kids have never... They've never done that. They've never seen that. They've never even knew that existed. Oh, and then you got to go interview. Do you notice a big Holy difference shit. in some of these millennials and some of these young kids that you get hooked up with to, to hang around? Oh, Is there um, a big difference in that league? That was a bad one. I almost quit hockey after the Lutowski one. I felt so disgusted about it. It just was like, that was, was kind of, I think one of my, it was horrible. It was horrible. The rink was dead quiet. He was seriously oh, injured. I talked to him after. No, when their when their face was... drags across the ice in unconsciousness, you I know met... they. Uh... Saku Koivu, met... are you serious? Yeah, well, this is the game that isn't played anymore. Like this is what it is. So, 
Suck it, a guy Saku. on their team, I think it, it was LaPierre, was um, giving it to Sid. And I told him, I said, lay off of them off face-offs. Lay off of them or I'll, or, or you're gonna, or I'll go after one of your guys. And he was, like, still doing it, like his job, right? Max LaPierre was, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of a guy that provided that role for the teams he was on and through his disturber. career. Shit disturbing. He was rat. good at it. He was yeah, really good yeah. at it, yeah. And he... he uh, and I, I warned him as he was giving Crosby the stick off a draw one time. And then like literally two shifts later that happened. And I was just like, Oh, I did pay the price after Sheldon Surrey grabbed me and absolutely welded me like five bombs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, you know what? When I was in the minors, I played three and a half years in the minors. One of the years was a lockout year, uh, but I was had the ability. I had like I always say this now too, just with the game in general and, and guys. And um, I had that chip in my pile, like of all the you know chips you have of what your game is. I had that chip, and some guys don't have it. Rosie had a bigger one, <laughs> uh, uh, but I was I was able to use that, you know. And I decided like, hey, listen, if I'm going to play in the NHL, I better maybe play a little bit more of a reckless game and be a little bit more different with my game that way so I could play and be involved with my regular playing style but I also had this like antagonist kind of like grinder rat chip that I could throw in every once in a while to spice the pot up so uh and, and we see that now like how how often is there a guy like that on on any team you know like the Penguins just played yeah. Brennan Lemieux he, he gave you know Gensel like a star player a pretty good hit and he was in mixed up with Jari in the crease and you know he's a rat right but like and to find guys like that 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 are, want to do that, and I don't get like if you're like a guy in the minors or your fourth line guy or your guy that's on a bubble, and you're like looking at the lineup and you're like, okay, where do I fit? Okay, well they don't have anyone that does this. Like, why don't I do that and make two and a half sheets a year and just be a guy that does that and get my eight goals a season and 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 maybe my body won't hold up and I'll last six years, but you know I played and I made okay money and I was like a unicorn. <laughs> Hey, what did you think <laughs> of Bays? Up, summed up your career, Arm Brewster. You summed it up, buddy. Yeah. Thanks. Well, what did you think of uh, What did you think of Biz on the big screen at the game, just ripping on Sid? I love that shit. Man. Oh my god, <laughs> that was like has that. I don't think that's ever been done at like <laughs> no any sporting event at any sporting event. It was pretty wild, but um, I I was literally I think I was like this when when they were do I was looking through like my like my fingers yeah. like this covering my face like oh no what's gonna happen what's going on is this has never been done before what the hell is this uh i think it helps that they both know him like decent enough to like do that yeah. but i don't i mean it helped too that he had a golden assist and they're up three cob on arizona to begin with but oh my god rosie oh this is sick rosie <laughs> you're the king at like Rosie, you are the king at losing your grip and then re-engaging. I can, I'll never forget, and you can go find it. Maybe you can pull it up. Is your Lucic fight in Boston? I was on the ice for it too when you guys squared up to fight, throwing like decent fight, then separated as we just saw. Then like fifty, they were like both like this, like <laughs> like fifty style boxing, <laughs> and then they were like jabbing, <laughs> and the crowd it was in Boston. The crowd went absolutely. Hit, hit. Haywire, and I was like standing there. I am right there. The linesman's holding. There it is. Is that me down there? Yeah, that's me down in the corner there. <laughs> they kind of get separated here, and obviously Lucci, Lucci, uh, eleven hundred games the other night, and he's had a great career. As you know, well, I, I, I remember going to those games. Chips. 
someone on the uh, someone on the bird was showing me uh, a YouTube video of Lucic like boxing with full boxing shit on and like Junior Olympics and doing. I think all this he's boxing gold gloves then, or something. Yeah. Yeah, his golden gloves boxer, and then so we spin off and our his jersey rips off here. I think it falls on the ground, and then he just goes into his boxing stance, and I'm like, this guy boxes. Oh, I've never I know. Done boxing gloves <laughs> on in my life. <laughs> I was standing there, there watching, going, "Oh, here we go! Look at this! Watch this!" Look at Lucci's. Not Look at his yet. boxing stance. I'm like, what is I don't know what I'm <laughs> yeah, <look> doing. <laughs> You're like just trying to survive right now. <laughs> the building was going here, though. It was absolutely electric. I give it to you, Rosie. Yeah. You were one tough customer. You weren't afraid to yeah. go toe-to-toe and all that stuff. It was wild. So great teammate also. All yeah. I can say is Rosie's coming down to Toronto in January and happy. I'm happy he's on my team because we're going to rip it down King yeah. West, if you know what I'm saying, and nobody's going to fucking touch us. Maybe, Kobe, maybe yeah. Holly <laughs> will let you, let you out of the barn and let you have a night with oh, us there, Armbruster. Yeah, don't even ask. Dot. No, that's his classic line, dot. might. It's always might. Yeah, it could happen. You know, It never happens. No. I'll have lost in my world. <laughs> <laughs> you're lost soul of my world colby you're the best uh next time if you could show up one time we can have you for a bit longer yeah. but i uh, appreciate the time man keep killing it okay sorry yeah sorry for being technically challenged with that stuff and boys congrats on the show love it love that rosie's in the thanks. mix with you nick good job same thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. see you boys the incomparable oh, colby armstrong the guy's the absolute best um I'm jealous you got to play hockey with him and not only play with him, but be a teammate. I was a teammate with him at Sportsnet. Uh, he, he's salt of the earth, isn't he? Oh, man. Playing with him was awesome. I was His roommate on the road, the shit that comes out of his mouth and the little quirks he has are just hilarious. He's, he's nonstop, but... I don't think you could find a guy that has played with him that that didn't love being his teammate. So you can you can see it right there. I love the way he played, love the way he acted and handled himself, and he just brought a good smile to everyone's face, no matter what was going on. So solid guy. That's why he's uh, that's why he's kicking ass in media right now, and everyone wants a piece of him. So good for him, man. It's good to see. I just love all the quotes he gave us for social too. I'm going to have like 17 fucking different clips uploaded in the next couple hours because he brought some gold here to the show. The wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at PointsBet Canada. I took the L, Rosie. I took the L. The Austin Matthews anytime goal. I can't believe it. Two games in a row it did not hit. The Leafs not in action on Tuesday. I'm going to go to La Belle Provence. Marc-Andre Fleury confirmed as a starter for the Montreal Canadiens. Minnesota really, really struggling. They're 1-3-1. Give me the wild puck line. So over a goal and a half to win by over a goal and a half at plus 130 right now on points bet Canada. I just think Minnesota is due, and I think they're a far superior team than the Montreal Canadiens are. Not to mention Marc-Andre Fleury is a Quebec native. How do you like that look tonight? Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I love the plus money. And, you know, if you think yeah. a team's going to win, you know, you got to think, you know, if you want to, you want to sprinkle it a little heavier and a little riskier, why not do the spread? So, you know, I love sitting there at the end of the game waiting for those empty netters and one guy just cruises in and you just go cha-ching. So why not? We'll get off the Matthews train. He has been letting us down, but... Um, yeah. I, I have a feeling the time we don't go to that is when he's gonna when he's gonna tuck. But uh, nonetheless, you got to mix it up sometimes. I don't mind the wild tonight at all. And if you're a coward, just go wild in the money line. I do think they win tonight. Marc Andre Fleury always seems to play his best in Quebec, his uh, native uh, area, of course, and where he was born uh, near Montreal. There, so the wild puck line is what we like tonight. 
that's going to do it again uh we apologize for the technical issues we had with colby armstrong and it's more so colby he's just a fucking tool bag but uh we hope he brings it next time we brought it today at least at the very least rosie we brought it on today's show didn't we yeah i mean i got my stuff figured out on my end i get up early enough to take care of those things i guess professionalism doesn't really land with that guy as we all know by his remember his celebration where he went like this with that with that with that stick with holes in it in an nhl game my god he owes us one he'll have to come back on oh yeah that was awesome stuff though so we thank colby armstrong for hopping on uh don't forget to subscribe smash that like button leave us a review that's jay rosehill i'm nick albergo we'll be back on wednesday for least morning take take care